welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. So, let's get into the Word, because I want to ask you a question, and I think it's a question that you're probably hearing a lot being asked, and that is, where is God in all of this? All of this that's going on right now, where, where is God in, in that? And I think that's a really good question to be asking, and a, a really good question to um, kind of be out there. So let's 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 have a little look about at that today. Um, I'm not putting the chat up at the moment because they're still talking about the the, the, the quiz. You've got them really excited there, John. It, it, there's a lot of discussion going on, mostly to do with prizes. Oops. Um, anyway. Um, Going back to um, the actual message for this morning, which, again, you can try and comment on, and I'll do my best to answer, uh, but my brain is already working in 12 directions, so I can't always guarantee it. Uh, this is a fun experiment, isn't it, this live streaming stuff? But it's great to be with you. Um, where is God in all of this? Well, if you take your hand, which should be pretty close to you right now, his uh, mine, or one of them, uh, and just put it up here in front of you. OK. Because in one way, that is actually the answer to this question, because Jesus, uh, especially at the beginning of his ministry, kept saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Oh, that's very interesting. My my uh, my my volume has apparently dropped really suddenly. I can't do anything about that right now. So maybe if you could just uh, turn up a little bit. Um, I can't do, I can have a little fiddle. You can see my microphone coming in. Uh, there we go. How's that? I should be back to normal. So, yeah, I can see it's just a little bit down. I've no idea why that is. That's just one of those lovely technical things. Uh, let me just, you can probably hear me touching the microphone, can you? I don't know. Um, excuse me a minute. There. That should be a bit louder. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Um, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So. A bit louder, I'm being told. Um, please, can you turn your own volumes up? That would be really cool. Um, <laughs> don't you just love technology when it works? Now all the messages are coming through saying I could really hear you well. So who knows? Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, the reason Jesus said that was because he was literally saying the kingdom of God is accessible to you right now. But he said this word repent. Well, repent is a, a Greek word meaning metanoia. Or is it, the, the Greek word is metanoia. That means basically to change your mind and, and, and to change your mind about what you're thinking. And what Jesus was saying here, of course, we need to change from our lifestyle. We need to change. He's saying Actually, it's not what you think. I am really, really close. I am really, really close to you. I'm really, really on top of you. Thank you for all the comments coming through that you can hear me loud and bright. So Robin even says, I need earplugs. Yeah. Um, but the message from Jesus was coming through loud and clear that the kingdom of heaven was right in front of you, literally at hand, if you would change your mind about the fact it is a long distance away. And I want to look at just some things. Uh, we're going to jump into uh, the Gospel of John today. 
mostly in John 14, but here I am just starting in John 13. And this is really by way of why Jesus goes on to say everything that he goes on to say. So it's a good way to introduce it to you. So let me just put that up there. I am giving you a new command, says Jesus. This is from John chapter 13, verse 34. I'm giving you a new command. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you, so that you must love each other. So how does this answer this question? Where is God in all of this? Oh, it answers it plenty. Because Jesus says, in the same way I have loved you. And if you want to see what God is like, you can look at how he lived as Jesus when he was here um, on this planet, as it were. When he was here um, ministering, when he was here loving people, when he was here with his disciples. That is exactly what Jesus looks like. Where is he? He's in his church. He's in his people. Where is God right now? Where is God in all of this? He is surrounding us. Not only is he right here in front of us like this by his Holy Spirit, who we were praying about just a few moments ago, but he's also um, with us in the sense of a whole of the church, not even just Kingdom Faith Yorkshire, but the whole of the church is a manifestation of who God is. Jesus is said to be, what the expression is, is that he is God incarnate. And God is now incarnate in presence here in the church of his people. And the way this is manifested, you see, he goes on to say, after saying what's on the screen there, um, when you do this, everyone will see that you are truly my disciples. They will know this because of your love one for another. And I know things like quizzes and connection with live streams and stuff like that. That you know that they're, they're, they're odd, but they are about us keeping in touch and loving one another. Um, Jem uh, Jemma Abel has been really uh, getting behind and encouraging us to to get do this just sing video, and uh, we're going to have a teaser trailer at Hub Online. It's Disney music, so I'm not going to play it on the live stream. But um, we've got like a teaser trailer of some of the clips that have been sent sent in, just to encourage you. If you don't know what to do. Just just send us an email, I'll make some ask on Facebook, and we'll give you more details then. But basically, it's just play the music in the background and dance along to it. You can do other things to it. There's people playing frying pans and the Barker family in the garden being a whole band. That's quite exciting. But it's as little or as much as you can do. And we'll just try and use it. And you might say, well, what's that really got to do with loving one another? Everything everything because as i say we're coming out of lockdown whenever that may be we're coming out running we're coming out running connected with one another and connected with our community it is the amazing work that god's doing right now this is the reset that god is doing he's he's showing us the value of each other uh, during this time even though we're apart it's like god is bringing many of us closer together and, and you know I, I i apologize if you know for you it's you're not feeling um that close at the moment but i pray that through silly things if you like like quizzes and music and live streams and stuff like that we can do everything that we can of course if you've got um troubles of getting food into the house or you know you just need help with stuff again keep in touch michelle grant's been a great time i mean community angels has just become the church team connected with connected with adrian they are also just helping 
Uh, we're making sure people are not left completely alone. That is our aim anyway, because this love is what shows one another and the world who and what God actually is. Now, in this context, you see, Simon or Peter, Simon Peter asked the Lord, Lord, where are you going? Because he's preparing them. This is all around the Last Supper. Jesus is preparing them for the fact that he's going to die on the cross. And obviously this is going to come as a huge shock to them. Uh, but Simon Peter's picking up that, that, that Jesus is saying, I'm going. Uh, and uh, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus says, well, where I'm going, you can't come, but you will follow later because Jesus had to go ahead of us. And um, and they go, they go on. And, but Jesus knows they're going to be in fear. All of the disciples that are listening. And in Luke um, 14, verse one, he says this to them. Don't allow your hearts to be gripped by fear. Put your trust in God and therefore in me. And this is part of that repent for the kingdom of God is at hand business. God is right with you right now, omnipresent, as um, uh, as Brian was just saying on the comments a few minutes ago. Um, he's just with us. He's there with us. But that's why we have to change our mind, because sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Anyone with me on that? Sometimes it can feel like God is completely remote, completely distant, and, and we don't know where he is. It can just be like that sometimes, you know. And we need to just put our trust in him so that we can move forward in God. Amen? That's what repentance is. It's agreeing with God rather than what we feel or believe at that moment. It's that realization that scripture and God is a lot bigger than what we think and what goes on in our lives. Put your trust in God, therefore, and also in me, because the, he's going to prepare a place for us, he says. It's the place of the mansion. It's the, he says that there are many mansions. And he does really use a word that can mean mansions. And it's because if we thought God was going to go and prepare a hut for us, it was something we could try and do ourselves. But we're mansion builders. We're called to the excellence of God. We're called to live in this excellence of God right here and right now in this place. Amen. Amen, says Michelle. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Lots of amens coming in. You could also do the thumbs up thing by doing the like on YouTube if you want to say amen. And then uh, the thumb sweeping up the board could be your amen. It's a bit like being in church because when you start to agree, I mean, speak it out as well, because repentance is saying, yes, that's what I'm taking hold of. That's the direction I'm going in. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why do we in church when I'm preaching, why do, why do we always encourage shouting out, amen, yes, glory to God and all these things? It's because as we do this, we affirm that truth in our lives. Truth is no good if it's left on the shelf. It just sits there. The truth needs to come right into our lives and be part of our lives. Amen. Amen, said everybody. Um, so, yeah, use the thumbs for uh, uh, amens as they uh, as they go up the screen. It's just as encouraging. Uh, and not that kind of thumb, Dave Thomas. If you just press like uh, on, underneath the video there, not dislike, please. Uh, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I uh, agree with you too, Florence. Amen. Now, God is preparing this place for you. And it's in this context. He says, um, I am the way. 
I am the way. It's a journey. It's a following. It's a going after God. It's pressing into his presence. It's not just a, you know, it, it is a going into the presence of God. It is pressing in. It is a journey. We're on a journey. Are your shoes on? Are, you are, are your laces tied up? Because we want to go in to his presence. I am the truth. Okay, so Jesus is the way and it's a journey. So, But he's also the truth. So as we get into the truth, as we take hold of the truth, we're praying your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth because we're taking hold of truth and putting it into our lives. We're saying, yes, this is true. Now, God said, don't allow your hearts to be gripped by fear. Whatever circumstance we're going on through, we take hold of that word. Well, Jesus said to me, don't let my heart be gripped by fear. That's right. Thumbs up. Excellent comment. Put your trust in God and therefore also in me. Right. I'm taking hold of that word. Thank you, Jesus. And this, let's say you're feeling really bad at the moment. You know, the kids have been terrible. You're stuck with them all the time or, or whoever you've got in your household with. You go in and you just say, thank you, Jesus. Look, I, I feel gripped by fear or I gripped by anxiety or I'm gripped by just getting uh, like depressed even right now. I'm not having it, though, because Jesus said to me, he's prepared a place for me. I know where I'm going and I am not allowing um, this fear to take my mind off Jesus. I am following the way. I am taking hold of the truth. And, and then he says, I am the life. Because as we follow in this journey, as we follow on this way, as we take hold of the truth by getting hold of you know, what it says here in the Bible and praying it over our lives, then we know that we come into the life of God. This is how we walk in health. This is how we walk in prosperity. This is how we walk releasing uh, peace and safety into our communities through prayer. It is this word. We say, yes, I'm going to agree with that. And then I know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. Now, he then adds, to know me is in this context of no one can come to the Father except through me. To know me personally is to know my father as well. What is God the father like? Where is he in all of this? He's right in front of us. To anybody that's not ever responded to Jesus. So when you become a Christian, you are filled with the presence of God. Okay, But then, as you are a Christian, how do you continue in that experience of God? Well, it's quite simple. You have to continue to trust. You have to continue to believe. You have to continue to walk the way, take hold of the truth. And then that life of God comes for you and for your family. Amen. So. So from this time on, Jesus says, because they met him and they know him as of you, you can say that you both know him, him being the father now, and that you've seen him. Have you seen the Father? Yes, because you've seen Jesus in all these Christians that you know around you. All these people that you know, all these Christians that you know, all of them, they're there. But you can see what the Father is like when we love one another. Because that's the reason in the Trinity we call God Father. We call God 
the Son and God the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is the breath. There's nothing closer to you than your breath. Your breath, you breathe in, you breathe out. The Holy Spirit, you breathe him in, you breathe him out. And it leads you into relationship. Father and Son make no nonsense, uh, make, uh, are nonsense unless there's others. You can't be a father on your own. You can't be a son on your own. And yet God defines himself by these titles of Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. So, Philip is really not getting what God is saying, what Jesus is saying to him right here and says, you know, Lord, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. He really hasn't got it. But if you see Jesus and then later in the church, you see Jesus in the church, you see when love is shared amongst one another, when there is acceptance, then you see who the Father is. You see what he was like. Amen. So, and Jesus says, I've been with you all this time, Philip. And you still don't not know me? To see me is to see the Father. So don't you don't need to ask me to show the Father, he says. Simply believe. Simply believe. Simply believe the word of God. Simply trust what I am saying to you, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And he says, you know, even the words I'm speaking to you right now, Philip, they're not my own. The Father lives in me. He's working through me. So believe me when I tell you I am in the Father and the Father is in me. The miracles are the very evidence of what I say is true, which is why, absolutely why, we need to continue to expect miracles and the power of God to be exploding every day in the church right now. And if you think, well, that's a bit of a jump, that's exactly what Jesus goes on to say. Let's have a little look. Now, remember, this is in the context of loving one another and that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and there's no other way to the Father except through Jesus. And to know Jesus is to know the Father. And then he says, I tell you the truth, anyone who puts his faith in me will do the same things I have been doing. That's pretty big. He's definitely referring to the works of miracles because he's only just mentioned the works of miracles being the evidence. And we need to make sure, we need to trust God. We need to have an expectation. And that's what we're coming out of this lockdown with. Not a, oh, we're out, okay, let's pick ourselves up. Let's get going again. Let's burst out the gates. Let's, get, let's burst out running with the power of God exploding in our community because it's the people who say, I repent. I changed my mind that this is all, this is here. This is available to me. I'm not going to miss this opportunity. I'm not missing this time of training that God is putting us through right now. I tell you the truth. This is Jesus. Anyone, 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 anyone in the comments section right now, anyone watching this right now, anyone who puts his faith in me, changes their mind, will do the same things I have been doing. He or she will be able to do even greater things than Jesus did. 
let's not spiritualize this away and say, oh, there's lots of us. So that, that, that means that, you know, of course it's greater. No, it's not just talking about more. This is greater. This is miracles that Jesus saw, but lots of people experiencing the power of God going through them so that we can see these miracles happening in people's lives. Amen. Let's not settle for anything less. God is a mansion builder, not a hut builder. Let's go for the very, very, very best. He will be able to do even greater things than these because of what will happen when I return to be with the Father. It's all about being connected to the Father. It's all about coming into the presence of the Father. It's all about realizing that the Father's plan from the beginning was for people to be in uh, connection with him, for people to be uh, restored to relationship with him. Jesus came that we could all be reconciled back to God. Jesus came that we could all live in relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit all over again. And I will give you this promise, says Jesus. I will give you this promise. This is a promise from Jesus. So if Jesus has made this promise, it's for you right now. I give you this promise. Ready? Should have made some text to the screen for this one, but I didn't. So you just have to listen extra, extra hard. I'll give you this promise. I will give you whatever you ask in my name. And in this way, the Son will bring glory to the Father. Whatever you ask, Pastor Colin wrote a book called Anything You Ask. It's a great book. Whatever you ask in my name. Notice it's in his name. It's not just about us having a get rich scheme. Because the purpose of this is that the Father will be glorified as Jesus answers your prayers. This is how the greater things will happen by the people of God who ask. Now, the problem is people, people say, well, you know, that's for the super Christians. That's for the, for the ones who are, you know, really, 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 really going for it. That, that's, these are for the super believers. Nope. This is for people who've become Christians two seconds ago. This is for anybody because it's not about us. It's about him. It's not about who we are, but who we are connected to. Yep, let's take hold of this promise, as Michelle says right there. I will give you whatever you ask. So that's why as a church, we're praying into our nation. We're praying into our communities. We're praying into Scarborough for those of us that live right here. We do not accept some of the more dire predictions of what will happen with COVID-19. We stand against that. And we know that what, the, what was meant for evil will work actually a tremendous good. I don't know if you watched any of the VE Day, st VE Day stuff on, on Friday. And, of course, it was supposed to be, you know, massive celebrations and pomp and ceremony and crowds of thousands and, you know, all, all, the, all, the, all the important people in the land, as it were, um, gathering together to, to celebrate and be thankful for our deliverance from, from evil. Of, of Nazi Germany at that time. But 
what happened was we just saw clips of people in their homes and we saw people, you know, like in Zoom conversations all singing together. And what God did was remove it from the elite of the land. And the celebration for me, and I think for anybody watching some of the things on telly, just became about ordinary people being thankful for the gift that those people that gave up their lives have given to us for generations to come, which was a country where we can still meet with God and we can still preach God and we will continue to do so. We do not accept any of the predictions of, of these things. We know and we will be strong. And anyway, that's part of what God is doing right now, isn't it? As he takes us out of lockdown in future months. It's about a church that is stronger. It's about a church that, that is equipped. Now, I'm nearly at the end of this message, but there's one more thing that we really must do. I had a load more stuff about God the Father that I think we'll just have to talk about next time or, or maybe even in the um, live stream on Tuesday at four o'clock. There, I got it in again. Um, let's just go back to this verse, this, this promise. And I give you this promise. I will give you whatever you ask in my name. And in this way, the Son will bring glory, further glory, it says here, to the Father. Yes, Jesus now says it again. That's how important it is. He knows, he knows, he knows we're going to struggle to believe stuff like this. He's okay about that. He loves us. This is why he says it again. Yes, you can ask me for anything in my name, that is in my will, and I will surely do it. Whether it's large or whether it's big. Yes, Karina, in the small things as well. Absolutely, absolutely. God cares about all sorts of things. Small to large. The evidence that you love me, this is how Jesus then continues from this asking. And that word ask there is a, is a great word in Greek. That we, I don't know if there's an equivalent in English because ask, there's no, there's no sense of leveling in our word ask, really. Uh, but in the Greek word ask, it is when the weak or the poor ask the wealthy or the powerful. It's not. Not really begging. That would be too. Um, that would be too strong. This is when the child. That's a really good way to explain it. Actually, that's when the child asks the father. This is how we ask, and that's why. You know, that's why it's not about being super Christians, as I was saying just a second ago. Because the whole focus of what Jesus is saying: when you, as a child, ask the father for these things, and you ask in my name, you ask according to my will, you ask for the glory of God. They will be done for you. It needs a church that believes. Most of the time, things don't happen because the church doesn't ask. The evidence that you love me will be seen in the way you obey what I command you to do. To enable this obedience, when I return to heaven, and this is really important because it's all too much without this, to enable this obedience, when I return to heaven, I will ask the Father to replace me with another counsellor exactly like me who will remain with you forever. He is the Spirit of truth. This is one of the verses in the Bible 
that reveals the Trinity to us. The word Trinity is not used. It's not actually ever used in the Bible. It's just a word that we use to help, you know, get our heads around this, if that's ever entirely possible. So he's already said, I am the father of one. If you see me, you've seen the father. Yeah, we saw that earlier. And now he says, the father will replace me. He's going with another counselor exactly like me. Another one, another one of the same, the Greek means. Another one of exactly the same nature and spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit is fully God as Jesus is fully God, as the Father is fully God. He is the spirit of truth. All of this, all of the following in the way, the truth and the life, the uh, loving one another uh, uh, as I have loved you, the asking and the, uh, uh, the asking of God and putting your faith in God, the being obedient so that people can see the glory of God, it all comes and the only way it can happen is to be filled with the Spirit of Truth, who is the Holy Spirit. Who is it that pardon me? Who is it that really loves me? The one who not only has my commands but obeys them. But you can't do it without the Holy Spirit. Anyone who genuinely loves me like that will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and will continue to reveal myself to him. The word there actually means or literally come and live in him. We will make our home with him. But anybody who does not love me and does not obey what I said, they don't have that connection. That's what he's saying. That's why we are obedient, not, not to get in goods books, but it enables us to have God living in us and experiencing that. Obedience isn't just about, oh, I shouldn't do that. It's terrible. Obedience is about, as I walk within the commands and things of God, he becomes more real to me. He becomes closer to me. It becomes a real, genuine, living connection. Amen. Now, I was going to go on and talk a little bit more about uh, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, in the lost parables of Luke 15, the sheep, the coin, the uh, and, the, and the lost son, you've got another... Um, You've got more revelation about who God is as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that fits in really well with what this is. Listen, God is your Father and He loves you. He totally, totally loves you and accepts you. But He always calls us into something better. The thing is, because He's such a great Father, He doesn't just say, Oh, it doesn't matter what you do, I love you anyway. He does love us anyway, but it matters very much what we do and how we live our lives because He wants the best. In our lives and in the lives of our children and in the lives of our children's children. God is your father and he loves you. So I think I'm probably gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this word right there, but let's just pray right now briefly for the the Holy Spirit to come upon us. All right, the Holy Spirit to be poured out into our presence and into ourselves not just so we can have a great experience but to enable us to live for the glory of god and how do we live for the glory of god well god is love father just close your eyes for a minute let go of the keyboard for a minute let's just rest for a minute in the presence of God.
And even if your children are still being noisy in the room, the peace of God, the Spirit of God is now coming on you and your children, upon you and your whole family, upon you and your whole household. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and enable us to love one another and to walk in obedience that we would see the greater things than these in our generation and especially as we come through lockdown and out of the other side. We just see the manifestation of your power, of your miracles, so that Jesus would be glorified and that people would be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're watching and you've never noticed that God is right with you, you've never said yes to Jesus, you can do that right now. You just need to acknowledge that you've been doing things in your own way before God. That's what repentance is. And saying, I will follow you. And then you make a commitment, which you can only fulfill by the power of the Holy Spirit, to be following Jesus the rest of your life. And then you need to get connected in with your local church. Let me just lead you in a short prayer, but this is really just, just the beginning. And you need to get connected in with local church, however you can. You're connected in with us right now. We might not be local to you. We're kind of local in lockdown, and that's good. But um, you also need to get connected with people somehow. Uh, email us, and we'll do the best we can. Let's just pray briefly for anybody that's giving their life to Jesus this morning. Are you ready? Just pray after me. Father, I come and stand before you. That's it. You repeat it. Father, I come and stand before you. Father, I repent of doing things my own way. I ask forgiveness for all the things that I've done that I shouldn't have done. I ask forgiveness for when there were things I should have done and I've not done them. And Father, in Jesus' name, I receive your forgiveness right now. I repent of going my way and I turn to Jesus. I say yes to you, Jesus. And Father, I pray right now that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. that I could live the life that you have called me to live, that I could live the life you have destined me to live. In Jesus' name, amen. And for all of you who have just prayed that prayer for the first time, or even indeed coming back to God this morning afresh, I really do pray. I lay hands on you, as it were, right now, and pray for the Holy Spirit to fill you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we are nearly uh, coming to the end of this broadcast, but we do have this afternoon um, uh, a, a YouTube premiere from another online guest speaker. And this week it's Tim Eldridge. Uh, if you're not sure who he is, 
He's from uh, Presence Ministries International. Uh, lots of uh, strong connections there with uh, Bill Johnson's church in America, although Tim himself and, uh, is based in Harrogate. And uh, Tim is speaking here on Light to North this afternoon. And uh, so I tell you what, I'll give you a, uh, a brief taster, uh, how he starts off. Uh, and then you'll be able to listen to that this afternoon at half past three in uh, a premiere, which means you can make all these comments. Hello again, it's Tim Arridge here from Presence Ministries based in Harrogate, North Yorkshire, the better side uh, than Scarborough, oh, just a joke. Anyway, I just wanted to take this time to share with you some things that the Lord is showing at this time. And I want to start with a scripture from Proverbs 28 and verse 2, and it says, When the country is in chaos, everybody has a plan to fix it, but it takes a leader of understanding to straighten things out. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand our country and our world is in chaos right now. And it doesn't need armchair experts predicting what's going to happen next. What we need is to understand what the Lord is doing at this time. And Proverbs 29 verse 18 says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. And what that's really saying is without a prophetic understanding of the times that we're in, we are going to go unrestrained. We're going to go all over the place trying to figure things out ourselves. But when we come back and we understand what the Lord. Hi, okay, welcome back. So that's where uh, um, Tim will be going this afternoon. It's uh, about 15 minutes, something like that, maybe 20. I can't quite remember. Um, but um, it's well worth listening to. It's an encouraging word so that will show as a premiere which means it's kind of live you can make comments and talk to one another as tim is preaching uh, but then of course it stays up on youtube and a lot of people seem to uh, can go and watch um the messages straight after but that's it for this week thank you uh thank you very much for everybody that is uh has been commenting this morning it's been great to have you with us uh, I, i'm quite liking all these comments coming in it just uh, it actually helps me to be honest because I feel connected uh, with everything that's that's um, that, that's going on. But um, we're going to hub online probably in five minutes or so. Give time people to make a cup of coffee. Now hub online is on Zoom, so you need to go to the website on Zoom. And John will be posting up the details here on YouTube of how to connect in. There it is. Uh, you can just click on that if you if you've got access to it. But he'll also put it on um, Facebook so that you can go and click onto it on Facebook and you're connecting to that Zoom conversation. Be great to have you there. Be great to see it. Uh, Deborah, you're just asking what day the premiere was. The premiere with Tim Eldridge is this afternoon at half past three. The live stream on Tuesday with me uh, just answering questions and Perhaps I'll go a little bit more into that, the three lost things, uh, depending on how many questions we've got. That's Tuesday at four. And the hub quiz is Thursday at 8.15 in the evening. It gives time to put children to bed and also, of course, to be uh, clapping the NHS on the street at eight o'clock. Uh, all our key workers, I think it's an important connection with our streets uh, uh, and everything else. So God bless you, everybody. Uh, keep safe and keep walking with the Lord. It's great to be part of a church full of so many active believing people. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.